West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 2nd of February 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly and Councillor Liam Galvin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. County Views is available as a podcast. Just search for it on your favourite podcast apps. New episodes are uploaded by the end of Thursday each week. Good evening, it is Wednesday evening once again and you're all very welcome to tune in to West Limerick 102. My name is Pat O'Donovan on County Views and I'm joined this evening by Councillor Liam Galvin, <coughs> Christy Kelly and of, and of course as usual Tom Ryan. And if you want to text in or call in any topic you want us to discuss or talk about, telephone 069-66200 or text 087-166-9800. This program is going out live until 11 o'clock on this Wednesday evening and repeated tomorrow morning from half past 11 until 1. So if you want to text in or call in 069-66200 or 87 my name is Pat O'Donovan and Jason Smith is producer and he's waiting for your calls or text messages, whatever. And <clears throat> there's quite a lot we could be talking about and there's quite a lot we're not allowed to talk about. And I suppose one of the things we can talk about is assault. Uh, assault seem to be getting quite common and in the past couple of days it would seem that there were quite a number of them in Dublin and in Kilkenny and I didn't hear too much about the Kilkenny one after the first night maybe I missed some news bulletins or something and we had a lady in Cork as well seriously assaulted and I understand that um, <coughs> the person of interest is supposed to be a 13 year old youth um, Christy, is there some changes in going around the place or is there people kind of a bit losing it, it their... It seems uh, to be, we had this, the sad affair of, of, of Ashley Murphy there a couple of weeks ago and how she was brutally murdered in, in, in broad daylight in the evening and uh, nobody would expect that and in a, in a, in a very public place and... Uh, Okay, there's an ad pulled in at the moment, which is which is good, of course, and whatever. But they seem to, and what I see about it is, uh, I listen to different politicians, a few politicians like, and some people they're nearly putting the onus on the woman that she should be doing this and that, like, but everyone should be able to be free to go as they go along and walk and do whatever they wish in their recreation and they should they, sh- they should be free to do it without having to put special things in place for to protect themselves and uh, it's it's it, but like okay they might speak about the, we might speak about the Gardaí and all that but the Gardaí can't watch everybody or, or can't t- take care of everybody go, going around and people wa- walking on their own or whatever but 
and people should be free to be able to work on their own. But it seems that women especially seem to be targets at the moment. But there was a young person, a male and female, seriously assaulted in Dublin in the 13th of December. And the newspapers, I think, got it and they put her photograph up and it appeared and got a very bad attack and badly beaten up. There wasn't that huge pile about it, I would imagine, compared to what there should have been, Liam. Yeah, Pat, look, it's no secret about my views on, on, on antisocial behaviour. I've, I've been very vocal about it from, for a number of years and, and in recent months more particularly, but just I just opened my phone there in the Irish Independent. First two headlines in, in the Irish Independent just now. Woman hospitalised following daytime assault in Stevens Green. And the second headline is Gardaí investigating alleged assault, youth arrested. Like, that's the first two headlines in the Irish Independent this season. You know, it isn't that long ago when, you know, I was even on the Clare Burden show in relation to antisocial behaviour. And someone has to be held accountable for this. And Christie's quite right. The Gardaí can't be everywhere. And I didn't think it was, you know, unfair at any stage for me to turn around and hold the parents accountable for children under 16 years of age. I also firmly believe that the senior officials, the senior members of Angada Shikana and the senior politicians, I myself am a one local representative representing the people locally, senior politicians, senior members of Angada Shikana need to be held accountable. Um, I had a conversation just coming down the road this evening uh, with a guy on the phone for the full into the journey down and it was all about antisocial behaviour in the town of Newcastle West. Um, and something has to, someone has to say stop to this. Someone has to be held accountable. You know, but is that a bit exaggerated now about Newcastle West? It, it certainly isn't a bit exaggerated about Newcastle West. I'm hearing, I'm hearing stories about stones being thrown at cars, eggs being thrown at cars. People are afraid to walk certain parts of the town. I mean, this is what's coming to me. That's in every I, field now. In Newcastle West. In Newcastle West. That was the conversation I had coming down the road this evening. So look, we can we can we can we can hear that kind of a thing for years. Like we can go around um, uh, Pat in circles if we wish, but someone has to grab the bull by the horns because the generation. And by the way, it's a handful of people that are doing this. Tom Ryan was involved in sport all his life. The young people out there, there's some young children out there, and they're fantastic people. I'm involved with the football club at home. The majority of young people behave themselves responsibly, but there's an element of young people out there who the parents don't seem to care where their children are, what they're doing, and someone should be held accountable, and legislation needs to change. But I, I, I'd be in Newcastle West here a lot in the evenings and that, and I meet groups of five and seven young lads, mainly, and maybe a group of young ladies. You wouldn't meet all the time and up and down and about. But, but you know, meet a girl walking around the street, though. Sure, this, don't is the, those. this is the problem, actually. We haven't you got see a car driving by, all right, no? You know, I mean, when you look at, it's a farcical situation. When you see a state-of-the-art facility behind Mount Mahan Abbey Field that cost three and a half million euro at the time, nearly 15, 16 years ago, in a Garda station. In the county town of Limerick, we have still haven't a Garda station, and we still have the development, a progress in the development of a Garda station. And the senior Gardaí need to be held accountable for this. And I'll say this sincerely. Why so isn't the Garda station in Abbey Field fully manned? 
We're very easy to blame. But let's face it, Liam, you're, you're in government. Fine Gael are in government. And, and there's a Fine Gael Minister for Justice. And you should be... Why isn't she being t- uh, brought into this? It's the, it's the, at the end of the day, it's the management of Angarda Shikana. But she's the minister. The, junior, the, the minister of the day hasn't... OK, while the minister of the day has full responsibility for Angarda Shikana, the management of Angarda Shikana, you know, is down to the senior officials. It starts off with the commissioner. It comes down to the assistant commissioner, comes down to the the, 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 the chief superintendent, the superintendent, down the, down the ranks. But Liam, unfortunately, it is almost two years since the station in Newcastle West closed down. Yes. And I didn't see anyone protesting or shouting about it. It's probably full of rats or something. Now I, I, I don't know why it was closed down. You would imagine that you wouldn't get out of your house till you're ready to go into the next one, Tom. Is that the normal way t- people do it? Well, yes, would be this normal. This is locked up now. Normal and, procedures and protocols there. You know, but as Christy has rightly said there, um, Ashley Murphy's murder was, was lauded and criticised and the president was there and all the hierarchy and everybody that was somebody were all talking about it that the awful thing that happened and uh, you know since then I haven't had anybody in authority talking about it I've had nothing about only more attacks more attacks on women more <coughs> violent attacks with knives and as I said, that case you mentioned in Dublin with them shocking article, that girl I think that's the right. And, uh, you know, there was it's, there's awful things happening at weekends, and now during the week itself, and, it, and now it's gone from night time to the middle of the day, you had that attack in, in Kilkenny, or in the rural area where, you, you know, where anybody would, would, would feel they were safe, like uh, a young girl again. And uh, it, there's something radically wrong, but... If you go back to the start of the programme here, when we started the programme, I suppose it's the one item that we've never backed away from. We've never, I mean, hid behind anything and, and we've, we've debated. And I agree with Liam, it is definitely a, a garden management problem. They're paid, people highly paid to secure and to ensure that people are safe and secure. They're not capable of doing it. They're not competent to do it. And the day that we had to go to the north, bring down a commissioner here, we say, who had not a, a terrible, great record there, like I think myself, and the history of the police force in the north, and like you can go back, not too far back, and I think myself that when we had somebody in our own force here to replace, for the, for the act as commissioner, because definitely default on our, on our politicians. Christy did right, for <coughs> Minister for Justice, that's her job. She's out on every platform talking about everything, every issue, about parties and about non-parties and things. When when the country is awash with crime and the violence is escalating into more serious murder, you often pass, you have said it here more often than anybody in any station, in any news and paper, about the amount of murders that's there. That's nearly one a day. You know, shocking murders, violent murders. Like I mean, okay, what can what the difference is? But the difference is that uh, is the actual frequency of them now. And what can people do? We're debating it here. I mean, I will compliment him. He has been he has been outspoken about antisocial behaviour. He got no support and very little support in the council chamber either. 
out from the media, only he had voice, he had got the opportunity here, and he had voice his opinion, he had voice it again tonight, and, and it's great to see him here. But I, I mean, you see, it's all a sight of the mind. If if it doesn't affect a family itself or a party itself, they don't want to know about it. It doesn't matter what happens to me down the road. And that is my synopsis of it anyway. But, but like as, as we all know, we have spoken about it here, they have gone away from the, the old policing, where you had a, a guard on, on, on the street who, who knew everyone and everyone knew him. And... Uh, there was a respect that time for the Garda, and the and the young people would would would, would be in a, a, a bit a bit of fear, I guess, and and they wouldn't be acting the maggot around the place, and 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 that was the way it was, and every and everyone was able to speak to the guard, and they knew, and everything was fine. But now you you don't see any guard, and and like Liam is talking about bands of people, lads going around there in the evenings and whatever, but like, there's no guard there to break them up, and like uh, we were told there, I'd, I heard, heard it on this show, that there was going to be a beat on the street again here but that isn't, I haven't seen that happening No, it's, a, it's actually an overall justice situation, and it's overall management both girls uh, at management level and our politicians in the Department of Justice and our judiciary itself also plus our legal system it's all it's all a, a money record, I think, myself. That's what it is. And, you, you know, you have, you have the revolving doors and you have every kind of, of, of a situation that has been... And we have, of course, the free legal aid in case there mightn't be in again as, on, on a major crime to make sure that they don't get any penalty. They're there to, for the fight their case as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, wh- where's it going to end? Who's going to say, look, I mean, what Justice Minister is going to come and say, look, this is, has to stop? John, I don't know who brought in, uh, what, did, uh, what, did he, what did he bring Zero in? Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance after, you know, you And right? he campaigned in the And we saw a lot of that, didn't we? We saw a lot of zero tolerance since noon. We have also the scandals in the Gardaí, you can't be overlooked either. So, I mean, they're losing respect as well. And you see, the whole system is mishmash and it's left to deteriorate. And when something major happens, like the Ashley, and anything attacking a woman is major, but the Ashley Murphy situation and the big outcry after it, I, and I said in the programme, said, this I'll be forgotten about like, next week. That girl, unfortunately, like it did, doesn't want to vote it now. And like, okay, we're talking about men attacking women, men attack men as well. And 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 that's just that's, that's just a serious and even I, I I took issue a big issue with a, with a, a national politician there in the after the Ashley Murphy case he was bringing a, he was raising the issue that women should be ca- allowed to carry legally carry pepper spray. Now, I thought that was an outrageous comment. He was basically saying that women were a fair a fair target for attack. And the same person, a member of his family, uh, was involved in a fracas and got a suspended sentence of six months. And now he's actually uh, appealing that suspended sentence. And and then you had his dad saying people should now, be... Now, Christy, we'll come back to the so this is discussion. Uh, Mary in Red Keel says guards should... Girls should never have been taken off the streets, big mistake, community not protected anymore. Liam, were girls taken off the street or they just disappeared? Which? Look, obviously since the economy crashed back a number of years ago... There's less Gardaí about us now. A lot of Gardaí stations closed and for some reason the new commissioner is operating a new policing system where they're operating out of hubs. And for instance, Newcastle West is considered a hub. 
So if there's if there's an incident in whether it's we will call it locally Mount Collins or Athea or Tunafulla, right? To what's south called from the south in the hub in Newcastle West are operating of. I disagree with that system totally, and I just think that system has failed the community and has failed communities. I firmly believe the larger towns, the lights of the Abbey Fields in Newcastle West, the Askeetons, the Rakeels, they should have a fully manned, fully operational Garda service 24-7. And that's my opinion. Now, I'm only, as I say, a local public representative. Mm-hmm. I do think the Commissioner has got this wrong. And it's something that I've been asking for. Like, when you see that the, the Garda station here is closed for nearly two years because of refurbishment, by the way, when I questioned the clause of that, I was told that under no circumstances would... The, it was the superintendent uh, uh, that responded to me. She said, under no circumstances would I have my staff operating inside the rat-infested station. I certainly didn't want any guard working inside the rat-infested station, but what should have happened there was their brain went to bring, bring get rid of the there. rats and, 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 and get the, 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 the station operational until such time as the new station is, is up and running. Now, that was the excuse that was given to me. Yeah. Now, you go back to the road, 15 miles back to the road, where we have a three and a half million euro investment, and the Garda station, through no fault of the Garda in the ground, by the way, it's half operational. Yeah. It's half manned. You go and you ring that Garda station, you ring the Garda station now for a case, oftentimes you will be diverted into Roxborough. It's the same in Newcastle West. Oftentimes you'll be diverted yeah. into Roxborough. Yeah. Oh, no, you go into the Garda yeah. station to f- get a farm signed, whether it's a passport farm or a gun licence or whatever the locals may want to get done, mm. oftentimes you'll go in and that door will be locked. How many rats were allegedly seen <laughs> in, in the station in Newcastle look, West? I, I look, I don't know. It's just it's, Because it's, it's if you have a rat in your house or a number of rats... You, you don't go out into, you don't take off, do you? S- certainly like, don't, look, and I, 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 I'm well aware the conditions were bad there, there's no question about that. But how but could they have come, like, it was a new station some years ago, so is that an old station now, in fairness, about 30 years old? No, that's, that's, long 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 like, uh, that's not an old <laughs> station, like. Confirm what you're talking about. I'm sure it's got, like, that in any, in any structure, in any force, especially a security force, that uh, you have a management structure, you have uh, the board of works are responsible for the maintaining of, of and, and the actual uh, upkeep of garden stations. And by the way, talking about upkeep of garden stations, I, I was recently told about a station that was upgraded, I mean, uh, a rural station upgraded by the board of works. And the, the, I, I'll tell you the actual, the only other place I say that, that would have the actual same quality of material going there, I say, would be a, a dear manner. And maybe not even as good. And so what's going on? To the greatest racketeering country of, of no control over anything. This station now was in a small rural t- town in Munster and I know well, and request it brought to my attention, the money that was spent there in upgrading it and putting it in the kitchen and putting it in a window was actually obscene. Yeah. So where do you go and then about talking but about rats behind the Tom, Tom, Surely the guys, there's some management system somewhere. The Newcastle Garden Station is about 40 years at the outside, yeah. I would think. So it's not a building that it says 100 years old but or something. Yeah, that, yeah, so so they should be able to keep yeah. rats out of it, you'd imagine. They should be able to maintain no, it anyway. Yeah. In fairness, you know, yeah. with respect to them, 
the Garda station was not fit for purpose. But it I was do, too small. I, I do believe. Too small. I do believe. Uh, they believe they should have sorted the problem with the rat infestation. They should have kept operating out of there until such time as the new station yeah. was open. But should the building they moved is not bigger than the one they're in now? Is a lot smaller yeah. than the one that they had no, come no, out. And, and, and but who makes all decisions? You see, that's why I often wonder yes. about. And who plans? Like, I mean, if you if you run a business, if you run a team, if you run any kind of an operation, the manager is responsible. Ma- you, you see, you you have a manager structure. You have to plan. You have to you have to make plans, and you have to see what could happen. And it's, and especially in the area of crime prevention, in this country, we've seen like, I mean, and then we listen to statistics that are quoted recently now. They were saying that crime was down, and I heard some statistics there coming out of the headquarters that crime was down, but rape was up, I think, in a couple of cases. I mean, the nonsense, like, when everybody on the ground knows that you can hardly go take your own house now and lock the door, but it's rather you come back. Now, we'll move on because we've discussed it in the past and nothing has changed. There's very little roaring and shouting from the top. And just before I move on now, in fairness... I, a taxi driver was his car was being stolen last week in Dublin. He made an attempt to retrieve his car from the people who were stealing his car. He, did, he got onto the bonnet, they drove for quite a distance, he was thrown off his car and he died the following week. There has been very little about that. that I haven't seen any vigils anywhere. A working man who was trying to protect his own motor car he was killed in so th- that kind of crime and assaults it's going on and it's so common people haven't taken any notice I will finish up on this and I'm going to say this quite clearly unless the public will make this an election issue sincerely at every level whether it's a local election or whether it's a, a national election unless it's become an election issue I don't think the politicians at senior level will, will, will I, I don't agree with you Liam and I'm election saying issues are only for politicians that that matter should be dealt with today by the elected but, but, people. But Pat, it, it's time to call a halt for this. Time, but the only, way, the only way of calling a halt to this is, and national politicians have the responsibility of running the country, and various departments, whether it's the Department of Agriculture, the Department of whatever department, yeah. there are senior politicians, there are senior officials that have responsibility for all those departments. It is such time as the public make it an issue, an, an issue that, yes, what are you going to do for anti-social behaviour inside our communities? And until such time as the answer to that is, we'll get more guardian in the ground. If one person we... gets killed in one particular set of circumstances, the, the country comes to a standstill. It hasn't worked. Somebody else gets killed in a different circumstances, and it's how he makes the paper. Yeah. It hasn't worked. So, well, I mean, we've, we've discussed, I suppose, about the subjects, and I think very constructively as well, you know, I mean, this... This area, like within the, you know, and I, I, I always look on it as a, a top priority, and and to see at the moment, like that, Algarve are more interested now in in following up, the, investigating their own, like then they are investing, investigating criminals, you know, and and. You know, you can imagine the time that's involved in what's going, what we're looking at that's going to, coming up in the courts and going through them at the moment in the media, writing about them, like, about issues that were known and well-known, like, and not done about them at the time anyway. Like, and now, the Gardaí, they should be out in the streets, on the beat, pushing and, and ensuring that people are safe. What are they doing? They're inside in dark rooms, investigating and questioning their own members. That's a shocking situation. It wouldn't happen with this day 
it was it is Germany. But then when cases come to court, so you have this uh, the judges let everything let everyone go and there's there might have a hundred cases against them and they're still our judiciary so, has a lot of yeah. You have the legal legals then making money. If you look at the water in England, when there's a murder case, they're getting about 28 years. Yeah. Here they're out in seven there's or eight. No, there's, no time. So yeah. there's, there's no deterrent. There is no deterrent. And there isn't a cons- consistent uh, sentencing either in... in, in one well, it's not an issue, Christy, in it's style. Not. is right. I mean, uh, you know, until it's taken up, we, we say, like a top level, I don't hear any, I don't hear Sinn Féin talking about it at all. The people that are, the, that are looking to be the next government, they're very quiet in crime, very, that's no, that's walking and everything. And on, on every radio, every paper, every time you turn on radio or RT, you'll listen to one of them. You know, There's no action being taken on the utterances. Now, the, the last uh, comment on that has come in from Con Crimin on that, that topic. And Con called and com- comment about antisocial behaviour. It all started in the early 60s when TV came to Ireland. People stopped praying the rosary, a lot of violence on TV, decaying corporal punishment was taken out of the classroom. It's been downhill ever since. That's from Con Crimin. I think it's around 1959 the television came and definitely Ireland changed. Can I agree with you on that anyhow? And there's another message. Pat, can you ask the panel, should Ireland become a free-for-all country regards immigration? Pat, can you ask the panel, should Ireland become a free-for-all immigration country regards James Holmes in a day? Well, the way I look at it, immigration is why not adapt the Australian system? Immigration, yes, on a needs basis. Now, uh, we look at even we look at our is own it migration country. or immigration now. Is immigration. There? That's people coming into the country. Yes. Yes. That's what immigration is. But uh, if and okay. migration is just to clarify, moving out of the country. Okay, so, so our migration can be moving within the country as well, I suppose. But yeah. uh, it's emigration, E-M. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but this is I, I, I yeah. believe immigration should be based on a needs basis. If we if we need uh, uh, workers for for whatever, if they're if they're there, willing to come in, if we have them ourselves, yes, I agree with that. But of course, there are cases where. Um, We'll say they're maybe hard done by in their own country, and maybe there's war conflicts and stuff. We 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 should be able to accommodate some of those as well. Naturally, but like uh, we don't know what's who's legal and illegal at at the moment, and and what what are their maybe economic migrants or whether they're legitimate. We don't know. And we'll say we have even a couple of hundred thousand of our own that never probably worked either. And and like we we have so much unemployment by the way, are so much so much jobs, but yet we have so much unemployment. I, I can't understand. I can't tie those together. Name. Hey, look, Pat, that's a very broad question to ask. I mean, you know, you ask about immigration and migration, but immigration, the case this in this case, you know, we have very sharp memories. Our ancestors and before us, you know, had to immigrate to England and America. The difference was they went to work, you know. There are different scenarios, war-torn countries, um, you know, should they be welcome to our island? I would say, you know, in some cases, yes. Um, the working visa system, I think, is a system that should be looked at. Um, 
And, you know, Christie's mentioned there about the, the, you know, the large level of unemployment. The level of unemployment wasn't, wasn't as low in this, in this country for many, many years. But there are a large percentage of people, Christy, you must realise, that are unemployable. <laughs> what do you mean by unemployable? I do not want to be employed. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's the issue I have with. The, the, well, the, sorry, the, I should have said there are also a, a number of, a lot of people there that are, you, you will say they're not capable of being employed. That, that, they have health issues or whatever, like, so they should be excluded, of that's course. My, that. that's, that's my, you know, I mean, when you hit 7%, you know, down to 7% unemployment, it's considered f full employment in this country. You know, because people with disabilities, people for whatever reasons, they can work. Of course, there are people out there that will miss the system, and there's no point in saying different. But getting back to the question about you know, immigration allowing people into the country, certainly the visa system, the working visa system that's adopted in, 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 for example, in the United States, that's in Australia, that's a system that works quite well. Bear in mind, there's a lot of Irish people you know, working illegally maybe in whether it's New York or whether it's in, in parts of the States that we would like to see, you know, documented legally. So we need to be very careful, like if we're if we're if we're being strict in that rule here, don't forget the people that we have abroad also. But you mentioned the word working lame, mm. not not uh, living off the state. And that's what I'm saying, absolutely. I I, I think you know, people. Our, our people in, in Australia and America have gone to America to work. Absolutely, and I look. I think it's unfair to say that a lot of the foreign nationals that come in here are coming in here just to do nothing. We must bear in mind, and I'm a public representative of 18 years, and I've met with a lot of the people, particularly in construction industry. When the boom was there, it they found it very, very difficult to get the Irishman to do to do the job. The foreign nationals came in and they did work. They worked so the we'll go to an ad break, folks. We'll be back to you shortly. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station, broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan. This programme goes out every Wednesday night from half past nine until 11. Repeated tomorrow, Thursday, from half past 11 until 1. It's called County Views and people, you can text in or ring in your messages, any comments you want to discuss. So discuss on 069-66200 or 087-166-9800. And on the panel tonight is Councillor Liam Galvin, based in Abbey Field, Christy Kelly, Tempered Lantern and the one and only Tom Ryan. And we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 2nd of February 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan this week, Christy Kelly and Councillor Liam Galvin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to Mr. Mick 102. I have Count Liam, Councillor Liam Galvin here with us tonight, and Christy Kelly and Tom Ryan. And if you have any topics you want us to discuss, just give us a shout on 0696600 or 087-166-9800. And a man by the name of Willie Ryan said, Hi, Pat, why is the volume on the adverts way louder and clearer than the voices of the panel? I'm usually told them very loud. And it is said because it, uh, the, the ads are recorded on a different system in a different studio and it comes out louder and this one we are just sitting beside microphones and with the uh, equipment we have and we look, and you're lucky you're hearing us at all. But again, we thank the people for buying the tickets and supplying and Tom Ryan has given us 20 euros there every night and he's totally dedicated. So we're thankful to all the people who buy tickets here, there and everywhere. And we are in a reasonably much better financial position than we used to be, but we're still a long way short of where we would like to be. So bear that in mind as well when you think that we're not as... Uh, uh, sounding like we should be sounding. Uh, but I have another one up here earlier on. Pat, can you ask your guests, Councillor Liam Galvin, what he and his fellow councillor are doing for your weekly panellist, Tom Bryan, with an article in last week's leader about his lands being polluted and from sewerage, sewerage. And that's Joe Barry Adair. And of course, Limerick County Council, I think they used to say, was going into the River Shannon and polluting here, there, and everywhere. And if a private misfortune had let something in, he's sued, and the bigger people tend to get away. Is that true, Lim? Uh, how does it work? Look, Pat, first of all, any pollution is wrong. Make no mistake about it, whether it's a local authority, whether it's my farm, or whether it's anyone's farm for that yeah. matter. Anyone that's polluting any of our waterways. Um, you know, it needs to be treated with respect. Why does it take so long? In Tom's case, now I think it's been on for quite some time. There, there was I'm, I'm not familiar with Tom's case. Obviously, it sets down out of my constituency often and, well and well away from me. But yeah. look, and then that's the reality of it. I mean, there's no point in I talking about something I don't know about. Yeah. But like you ask a question in relation to pollution, yeah. you know, um, having, having, you know, water is the water. Are Limerick County Council causing much pollution themselves, are you aware of? Absolutely. Well, it's Irish Water now that are responsible for for for, the sewage, for the sewage treatment facilities within the local authority. By the way, Pat, yeah. which are way under resourced. Is it's Irish Water responsible for the sewage system as Absolutely. well? Absolutely, one hundred percent. And 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 it's one thing that you know, it's going to be one of the biggest things nationally is the sewage treatment facilities in our local communities. And why isn't it uh, properly staffed? Because it's not properly staffed right. and not properly funded because of Irish Water was set up at the time, right, for every household to contribute towards uh, the cost of water, i.e. through a metering system. And there was such uproar at the time about it, by the way, which I was opposed to. I, I, I firmly believe everyone should be paying um, some small few pounds towards <coughs> their water, the very same as we pay for our telephone, the very same as we pay for our ESB. I think it's a, it's a utility that should be paid for. Um, and I think time will tell, because it's under resourced. We pay property tax, we pay garbage tax, we pay rates, we pay all kinds of tax. Absolutely. And, and, and you want more tax on top of all I, that tax? I think, I firmly believe, Pat, that Irish water should be funded. Yeah. And at such time as it's adequately funded, 
you know, the sewage treatment sorry, sorry Liam, to interrupt you. The government seems to have loads of money, and only last week we had a guy, he got an increase of 80,000 down in top of 350,000. But throwing this all on Irish water, I think, is a bit unfair, because we still have the same council staff as we had. Who, who do you want me to throw it over, Christine? No, but, but, but they're saying it's Irish water. It's just Irish water's responsibility. If you have a problem this minute with, 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 with sewage, or with water or whatever, and yeah. you, you, you call out the service, it's, it's, it's council workers that are coming out, and it's council vans. I, the, the reality of it is, is Irish Water are solely responsible for the provision of water and sewage for the people of this state. But they still, they didn't, they didn't right. fire, they didn't actually happened. They kept the same amount of employees, didn't they? They certainly didn't, but what would, they, what would we want to do with the council staff that were employed by Limerick City and County Council who were working in the water service and the sewage services at the time? There was a service level agreement between the staff of Limerick City and County Council contracted to Irish Water. Irish Water have full responsibility for the delivery of water and sewage for the state. I accept that, but is, isn't, isn't it the same amount of workers that are there? Well, whether it's more or less, you know, I the don't same know. It's the so same amount as we had. What do we want to do, fire them on? So, no, no, I didn't say that. I what do you want to do with them? Well, the way you were speaking is just as if we hadn't the work. The, the, same, no, workers, the same workers are there. I'll make it clear. And, and, and like, to the same system where that's been operated off it, of. And they're operating and for Irish Water. They're, they're operating, that's under the brand name of Irish Water. It's just another There's name. No brand like, name. You know, There's no brand name. Because if you, at the end of the day, if you have an issue with, with, with the water leak or whatever, it's still the, the same it's council not, workers it, that are coming out. It is because, as I said to you already, they're, sub they're, they're legally contracted now by Irish Water. They were the staff, the old staff, they were employed by Limerick City and County Council under the old regime, and at the time when Irish Water took over the sewage and the water treatment facilities of this state, the staff of, of, of Limerick City and County Council and all local authorities... But haven't they resisted going over to Irish Water? Haven't they? Some have, more haven't. Yes. And Liam, what has improved since we got this wonderful Irish water? Nothing. It's got worse. Absolutely, percent. because Irish water, as I said from the outset, is totally underfunded. Irish water was set up in the basis where the meter was to be installed at every dwelling and every business. And as it turns out now, the business people of this state are the only people that are paying for water, along with the farming community. The private dwelling houses are not paying for water. I firmly believe that if a small contribution was made towards water in, in conjunction Tom. with, with, with delivery... Yeah. And if you go... Well, how many contributions must be made? Just fleets left, right, and centre with taxes just, just and vets and, and everything else. You, you, go back, you go back to your own village of Timpted Lantern. The sewage treatment facility inside in the village of Timpted Lantern is at its capacity. I know. If at such time as there's investment put into the sewage treatment facilities in the village of Timpered Lantern. It's not the only village around I'm just giving an example of where Christie's from. Yeah, one of many. Now, there are people out there that demand services, but yet they want to pay for them. But we had, we had the boom years there and in, in, up to a decade ago, and what was the money invested? It wasn't. So, and and, and nothing has that's, changed. That's a very flimsy point. But it, but it is the same right. thing. In the boom times, it there, was, there was motorways built throughout the, the, throughout the country. For example, for example, like, all I'm saying is that if people contributed a small few euro towards towards water, the very same as we contribute to the ESB. If you don't pay your ESB bill, your light bill will be turned out. Before Irish Water was ever set up, we had a water system operating by the county council. 
the water system that was there, Pat, let's be bloody honest about it, the water system, the sewer treatment facilities that were there, it's not 100 years ago when Irish Water took over this, by the way, it's only a short number of years ago. Yeah. The water system and sewer treatment facilities that were there were creaking at the seams. But the executive members of Irish Water, I think they're reasonably well paid, if I remember right, at the time. To be quite honest about it, Pat, it's a shame. It's a disgrace. That's I a don't, shame. I don't agree with it. What I, what I, what That's I, a shame. The payments that these people are getting. The, the top executive absolutely, people in that. Absolutely. You can't stand over it. Yeah. What should have happened, in my opinion, was they should have given the full authority to the local authority, but fund it. The, 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 the local authority, to be fair to the council staff at the time, right. in fairness to them, they, they knew where the pipes were, they knew where the drains were, they knew where the wells were, they knew where the sewer treatment facilities were. And again, all it was all back down to was yeah. it was underfunded. John in Drumcollar says we pay for our services and we pay our taxes and why should we pay extra for water? We're already paying it, Tom. Well, Pat, I'd be terribly disappointed now with Liam's attitude here to the situation. <coughs> he, he was very dismissive and very flippant about, about, it, about the serious problem that I have. You know, no, he he said it's not his area and he's not aware of it. Well, he mustn't be reading the leader then. Tom, I'm not aware of the situation. Yeah, okay. And I don't. And and, and, and with respect, with respect, does does Tom expect me to be aware of everyone's situation in in, in County Limerick? I don't actually. And there was a. There was a half page. There was a half page. I've been a councillor now, a councillor a long time. You should be fairly well aware of a lot of stuff around the county. I am, Christy, and the time will come maybe when you will get a chance to be a councillor. I wish I didn't. Uh, he's a member of the Limerick County Council and uh, city as well, and you, I think that anyone would be would be fairly aware of the situation because the councils that I've dealt with, with Selig and that are local councils, have absolutely turned a blind eye and do nothing whatsoever, and so have the, the national representatives because of um, of like a, a fear of the executive and the people that work within the executive of the Limerick County Council. I've never seen anything like this, we say, like, and, uh, you know, it's it's a shocking situation that's been allowed to, uh, to continue with people that are paid, highly paid <coughs> positions within the Limerick County Council, including the executive, Mr. Pat Daly, who's fully aware of it, and who actually has refused to meet with any of and, and talk to the, the, the couple of people that are involved and that are very badly affected by this. And when you have industrial, I mean, poison being spewed out into into canal, being put down to the Barnacle, into the mag, they're in the, a maggot, they're in the worm in the river. It's like Chernobyl with the with the effluent and the and the chemicals that come out of it. Now, if you're not, I can appreciate you're not, that you're not aware of it, but there are a lot of people within the council and at councillors, both councillors and members of the council. Executive, highly paid officials, top notches, are fully aware of this, and it's been detailed to and with every kind of proof put into them for the for a long time past. But you see, the industrialists can poison the can poison the country. The farmer he'll be up in court. <coughs> and if this situation that I am that I am encountering was if I was the perpetrator there, I'd be inside the Limerick prison. That's what I'd be. There'd, there'd be no, there'd be no, like, I mean, excuse me for me. The EPA, the IDA, and the Limerick County Council, an absolute disgrace. Any any national body or local government body, and I, I actually blame, I, I lay the blame solely on Pat Daly, the CEO of the Limerick County Council. 
he is responsible for this. He is responsible for that, that he, because why? He's doing nothing about it, and he is not having his staff do anything about it. And there are, there, this is, is a more serious, it's bordering actually nearly on criminal damage, what's been done out of the Raheen Industrial Estate. And we have an area, and we're talking about, about it into, like, there's one Turlock in County Limerick, and there's a lot more. A lot more is a Turlock. And it's been, and it's been poisoned, like, continually out of Raheen Industrial Estate. And the Limerick County Council, headed by Daly, are doing nothing whatsoever about it. Nothing. Our national politicians do about it. <coughs> well, I suppose, Tom, we have to be careful. I suppose what we say to say he's doing nothing, I'm sure, to make, doing some bit, but he's not obviously not to your satisfaction. Well, they're doing nothing because, I mean, if, if you're doing something, you'll see something being done, but it yeah. hasn't been done. But is this pollution, can you see it coming into the river versus coming in? Can you what? Can you see it coming in you versus can, you coming? You can smell it before it comes. Then when it comes, you can see it. It only comes occasionally, is it? Oh, it comes when they decide to let it off above the industrial estate. Oh, yeah. When they when they open the tanks and leave it off. Yeah. And that uh, you, you see, and this is this is absolutely it's a it's a disgrace. Is that chemicals? Chemicals, every kind of a chemical that was ever known is, is involved. You know, and the whole river, the whole canal, is poisoned. It's dead. There isn't, I, I walked the last week, there isn't a duck, there isn't a crane, there isn't a nutter, there isn't anything. There isn't a duck. This place now is a wildlife sanctuary lake, and it's coming down right through my place, and there is nothing. There isn't a, why there was even, you know, eagles there, which are very rare, but are rare enough now. Yep. Beautiful birds. They were, they're gone. The cranes are gone. The ducks are gone. Then we would see ducks there, and there was with little ducklets after them, and they're and they're swimming. And that is the responsibility of Limerick County Council. And the, and, and the members of Limerick County, County Council, they sit inside and allow that to happen, and allow these people, highly paid officials, who are on massive money in pension. And, and could you believe something? I spoke to one of them last week. They were in my yard, three of them. Spoke to one of them now. This is, this is officials, interesting. Come. What? Officials. Officials, top officials, okay? Of the council. Of the council, three of them. <coughs> and I had a national politician there as well, in the yard, with uh, Sarah McKay and myself, and my neighbour, who is really at, at the corporate face here. But uh, a, a very, very good I mean, woman that knows her stuff as well. But anyway, I spoke to um, the head of the, the, the department, and uh, she said to me, my team, she said, are working. I have a team working on that. Can you name the team? I said, I can, she said. The first name she called out, another head of, of another department, I said, she's no longer there, so she left. She left that department. So I, uh, she said, the answer she met me. She's entitled to leave to, for, to, for to advance her career within the council. I said, she's entitled to do her job, but she's been paid for. That's what she's entitled to do. So that's what you're dealing with, and that's what, what our representatives are going to sit down and listen to them. That's what they're dealing with. Now, we'll hold that there. We'll go to an ad break. We'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. T 
tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on Westlandwick 102 FM on the 2nd of February 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan this week, Christy Kelly and Councillor Liam Galvin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan. And if you want to text in or call in on any topic, 0696620 or 0876669800. And there's a good few more messages there about Tom and some are given out about Liam that he should have a better understanding of what's happening in the county and so on. And then, of course, Liam, as he says here, he's 40 miles away from the, uh, Tom's farm and he represents the Ratcale Newcastle West, West area. West. And I suppose that's what they're elected to represent is their own particular area. And I'm sure if it comes up at a council meeting, I'm sure Liam will support t- Tom's point of view on that 100%. particular one. What you say? 100%. Just, I only asked you to repeat in case you weren't held. And... Uh, hi, Pat and Tom. Just settling down to our topical show with a nice cup, your topical show with a nice cup mug of tea and a jar of cookies. Oh, good boys. They are gorgeous. You just want some. <laughs> and hi to the panel. And of course, a big kiss for my good friend Tom, Polly the Port. Keep up the good work, Polly. And don't go out around that rose garden because I think there's frost coming and you could get your nose and your toes frostbitten and that we wouldn't like that to happen. Now, and of course, back to the real world and who hasn't noticed? Everybody, I'd say, must have noticed at this stage. Inflation and the price of everything has gone bonkers. I said the youngest child who, who has a few pence or cents or something to buy sweets, they must have realised that everyone gets less for their money nowadays. And uh, talking to local shopkeeper there, he said silicon, he said he's gone up 40%, something else is 30% and something, a shopkeeper. He was calling them out there and it nearly depress me. Now they tell us we should be more positive in things, but anyway, that's the way it is. The petrol, diesel, literally timbers, everything. It's gone conquers, punkers at the minute. Yeah. Prices, prices, prices. All aspects, uh, any any commodity we purchase now or anything, sure it's, everything is, some things have even doubled in price. It would say building materials, timber, steel, all doubled in price, whether it's, uh, whether it's uh, j- uh, we'll say, sort of justified or not, are people just hiking it for the sake of doing it, which I feel some some probably are, they're just taking advantage of a situation. Uh, food prices, uh, food's gone, out of, uh, gone way up in price. Everything is, I would say, we're even paying the highest mortgages in, the, in Europe. Everything seems to be going skyrocket in this country, but the wages are not going in, go, going with it. It is estimated that due to all this inflation and hikes in fuel prices and everything, that uh, wages would want to rise about three or four thousand a year. Uh, 
and like if if and that is would be nearly 10% of, of the average industrial wage and that's not feasible either for companies to pay that kind of money but I, I okay a lot of it is a lot of it is blamed on the, on the cost of fuel coming into the country, gas and all that stuff that we're importing, but it's the, the, the take that the government have on it. They're still taking a, a, a euro out of every litre of petrol or diesel. And uh, we'll say it's gone up 30, something like 30, 33% in the, last, in the last year, and they're still taking extra money on that. And they're giving back a hundred euros to people. They promised this about two months ago, and it'll be about another two months before we'll get it. They're giving back around, I think, it's around 170 million uh, on, in this hundred euros. But with with the hikes in 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 fuel prices for the last year or two, they're collecting like something like five or six billion in 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 in, in fuel ex in excise duty, and they're still and they're only giving back 200 million. So it's it's gone out of proportion. Like this, this hundred million is, is or this hundred euros is 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 a joke. To be honest about it, shouldn't shouldn't fill a car, even fill a car this minute uh, would feel like you know you, to take more than a hundred euros. Lame, and we had stamps in this morning. I think up another twenty-five cents or something. And post and everything gone up. What's, yeah, got, Pat, what's don't, gone wrong? Don't mention the stamps to me because I just had a case myself recent um, just there after Christmas. It took 24 days for a letter to arrive from Charleville to my doorstep. And I rang the manager in the stall, because the certain office is in the stall, to find out, to be told that... And I understand COVID, and a lot of people were out because of COVID, but there were some sections of the parish that were getting post on a daily basis. And there was one part of the parish that wasn't getting the post. And I just did say to him, I said, would you not, you know, maybe give the post every second day to that side of the parish and do, you know, try and cover the whole lot of the parish. And he hung up the phone on me. Now, needless to say, I did send a stiff letter. To, that to your local postal service in Abbeyfield or Fenton? Because in fairness to the post, men and women in Abbeyfield, you know, you want me to sound on them, and I want to compliment them, which I did in the letter as well, by the way. They were extraordinary, the way they carried out their duties throughout COVID, the way they helped the people. Yeah, and who was deciding that they couldn't, shouldn't do one particular part of the parish? Where was that decision made? The certain office in Listowel. They were deciding that... Yes. Yeah. So, I, a, I had a fairly heated debate on the phone, but your man, the guy actually that was having his vape, had hung up the phone on me. But I didn't let it go at that. I sent a fairly stiff letter, but that's in relation to, to the post. Look, it's a service that I think that's... A fantastic service there for the people, particularly the elderly and the isolated people. So you know it's good to have it, and I suppose maybe maybe we've nothing to do any bite or lip in this case because it's a service that's you know badly needed for, as I say, already the remote and and uh, and you know and the elderly people. Anyway, back to this huge price increases on everybody, and especially people who haven't any surplus, who, who, who would be in financial difficulties. Before all this takes off, there must be in a fairly bad state now. It is, Pat, and then look, I feel sorry for the younger generation, particularly the young couples that are trying to start out in life, um, whether it's um, doing up a house or buying a house or whatever the case may be. I can, materials have gone up. They estimate that materials could go up 20% in the year 2022 this year, a further 20% from what they went up already in 2021. Um, and it's driving, it's driving the market beyond beyond doubt really I mean it's not it's it's not going to keep going this way people cannot and will not um, survive and will not be able to afford to get off of the ladder at, at the current climate you'll be hoping and Christy mentioned it there you know 
all these things go up and we're using the COVID shortage manufacturing abroad and shortage of gas and shortage of this. You know, with COVID now, we hopefully people will get back to work abroad, the manufacturers and the big plants abroad will get, you know, will these products come back down to where they were pre-COVID? If I was a betterman, I would say no. And this is the unfortunate part about it. You know, you look at the cost of the fertiliser, and Tom will be well aware of this. Fertiliser at this time last year cost €315 Euro a tonne. The same fertiliser today is costing in the region of 820 depending on the brand you're buying. But cuts water, pastures water for the farmers out there will verify this. It's costing €820 Euro a tonne to purchase fertiliser. That's €500 Euro of an increase. 505 euro of an increase from yeah, last year. The reason the reason they're given now is the shortage of gas. Now that issue, I'm led to believe, has sorted itself out. The gas supply is now reaching the manufacturing plants. That's coming from Russia, I think. Yes. Yeah. The question I'm going to ask now, though, is when that will be sorted out, the gas supply will come back and and the manufacturing will get back up and running. Will the fertilizer come back to pre-COVID prices, the prices that were charged last year? And if I was a bit man again, I'd say no. So, like, the governments now across Europe, Ireland included, need to react to this. And I'm, I'm, I'm told some scary stories inside in some hardware stores. That's not good. You know, they're asking now whatever they're like. If a product is becoming scarce inside in the shop, you know, they can ask for whatever they like for that product. And, 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 and I think the system is being milked. But even our own forestries, the, the, the felling licenses, there's, oh. they're not giving out the felling licenses, so we, we to cut our own timber down. Tom, the shipping costs from China and those countries, that has literally gone tripled, I believe. The container alone, that is. Well, the, everybody, yeah. every aspect of activity now, commercial activity, has gone through the roof. And, and as Liam has rightly said, and Christy, you know, there'll be no there'll be no rowing back from this. But this will be uh, these will be status quo prices now. If we like, and in particular, in particular, I, I had an experience there early in the year. I was doing some work uh, like at home, and I I, uh, I went into a wholesaler for for piping, uh, for the plastic pipe, the orange piping, very basic, and uh, I got 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 a, a bundle of it, like, and I just asked about the price of it. I thought it was you know. But he said, look, he said, that's the last bundle we have and we might be able to get another one. So, I mean, it's that blackmail involved as well. That every kind of of a, of a trick in the book being, paid, being carried out by the wholesalers, by the, you know, they're, they're quoting important prices and the cost of lorries, the cost of transport. And, you know, it's absolutely gone totally and completely out of control. The government have no say in it. I've listened to Minister for Finance today, Pastor Dunho, and it's pathetic to listen to him now, listen to, to, to their to their excuses. And if you rightly said, Christy, their hundred pound allowance, like hundred euros allowance is only a laughing stock. But as Liam had had brought down there the price of fertilizers, <coughs> I think there was some price down some statement made in the day yesterday by the Green Party that they wanted uh, they said that uh, they, they wanted people to go back into organic farming and the prices were right. Prices for fertilizer. One, one of Liam's well. colleagues in the was in the council said that. You know, uh, and, 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 uh, and also, I'm told as well 
that that uh, that uh, that yesterday uh, that they passed a bylaw, some kind of a law, anyway, under the, the environmental code. They might come down to me now, maybe when they finish this. That you can't burn bushes now. If you cut bushes, if you cut your timber, if you cut anything on the farm, now you get a license. You can apply for a for a permit. You can get I, that anymore now. Seemingly, maybe I'm wrong about that. I now. saw something tonight that that's been rescinded. I think they're, they're going back on that. I think. It's yeah, been, it's, it's been sorted out. It's been sorted out. It's been straightened until the end of the month. Yeah, but sure, no, but, but that'll tell you like the amount of control that the Greens have at well, we'll now, We're going away from the point of pattern there now, but just uh, as the fertiliser was mentioned, you know, that uh, these people these people are going to wreck us. They're going to wreck the rural island anyway, that's what I'm we'll, we'll say the cost of electricity. Uh, we'll say we have oil and, we have oil and gas, but we have electricity. Yes, of course. And you have, there are, yeah. uh, there's 14 electricity companies supposed to be in this country supplying electricity to the grid. Yeah. Now, uh, th- there was 35 price hikes last year in electricity, in 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 in, in energy costs, and and f- some companies actually increased them five times last year. Which and we're supposed to have a regulator. We had a regulator in the banks, and we knew what happened. Yeah. So we have a regulator now. If, 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 if you're a company and you put yeah. in for, you yeah. put for in for a, a, a hike in your in your energy cost to, to push pass it on to the customer, the regulator just signs the dotted line. He doesn't ask any questions. Right. Now, for, like forty percent of our, our of our electricity is generated by wind. Now, I didn't hear that the price of wind went up, but yet these companies are 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 taking advantage of the of situation. Yeah, really Surely if, if, if wind was the, was the way to go, they'd be able to drop their prices, but they're not. And we, we're paying a PSO levy. Uh, everyone is paying that. It's up to six, around 60 euros a year in everyone's bill. And it, last, presently, last year, and this year anyway, it's estimated they'll bring in 400 million on that levy. And that's to actually subsidize wind farms and then they fleece us again. So they're not they're not paying back. They're not playing ball. So I think these these wind farms are a total joke. Anyway, they're not. Now there's they're a, number mess- on their own. a number of messages here. Can Kremlin called again? Why why this anti-Russian sentiment on Irish TV? Putin is just defending his country. Ukraine was recently part of Russia. Would the USA like? It, if Alaska decided to rejoin Russia that the USA purchased for 130 years ago, the EU, EU and the USA are more communist than Russia. So whatever communism means nowadays, can is something we could do with clarification on. And hello, Pat, this evening the Irish Times have reported that the salary of senior civil servant Robert Watt is on course to top 300,000 later on this year when the last increase in the public sector pay deal kicks in. He already had 81,000 pay rise when he was appointed Secretary General of the Health Department of Health on a permanent basis in April last year. At present, his full salary is 294,000. What's the panel's view on that one? And we had Polly the Port, and we have that one. Hello, Patton Panel. I send this text from the high hills of Knockrow, Connors. Can you ask your panel's view? Sinn Fein leaders' personal comments on Taoiseach Michal Martin in relation to in relation to housing and bringing the Taoiseach's childhood upbringing into it. Personally, I feel this is a total lack of respect for the doll and for the office of Taoiseach. Is this what the Irish people want to vote in? <coughs> I personally didn't hear that from myself, Mark Tierney. Thank you, Mark, and I hope you're doing well and you've recovered from your recent illness. 
and I wish you well. But I think listening to the whole of the parties that have insulted each other left, right and centre and I heard Michal Martin being insulted like no one was ever insulted before by Leo Varadkar and so on. <coughs> and when it was all done, said and done, I think I think the way it described it is they all went into the same bed at the end of the <coughs> night. So we'll go now to an ad break and we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. is broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 2nd of February 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan this week, Christy Kelly and Councillor Liam Galvin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Patrick Donovan, and this program is County Viewers going out live happens 9 to 11 every Wednesday night and repeated on Thursdays from happens 11 to 12. And if you want to text in or call in, 0696600 or 0871669800. I uh, got a call there from Leo Duggan in from Sweet Sugar Hill, lovely airy country, healthy place, no pollution or anything. A lovely countryside, and he's wants to discuss the, the situation about a mobile home and uh, one owns property, and then he was referring to the case which was announced following a court case yesterday and he feels that the council are coming too heavy down too heavy on people not allowing people to have a mobile home on their own property and if they were allowed that you wouldn't have the situation and homeless and lack of housing wouldn't be so serious as it is christy well, I didn't hear that. No, but mobile homes. Well, sure, I, I can't see why a, a person couldn't be allowed to have a mobile home on his own property. And even for that matter, I can't see why a person uh, has to go through so many hoops even to build a, ho- a house. And, and all the regulations he has to go... I, I, don't, I, I have no problem with regulations, but... Uh, but regulation after regulation there, there should be a, a limit to what what is imposing a person should be able to allowed build their own house on, the, on their own property but they're not they have to go through all kinds of hoops to, to, to try and, and get it and even though they're try, prepared to spend money they're nearly prevented from spending money so and then you you have the situation where there's calls call out for social housing and such a shortage for social housing people looking for houses and yet people have so much restrictions put now, on Leo, them to build since, their own. Uh, Leo was on to me earlier today on that one so I, I 
that's why I had it down in my notes to bring it up. I can't see why I since then, sorry, right. since then, Leo has sent in a message, and this is how it reads. Leo Dorgan called to ask us debate about the ruling. County declared that people in mobile homes being asked to move out <coughs> and move off their land. Now, their land being, in that case, was land the property of Clare County Council as distinct from a person's private land. So that, that there is a, a, a difference in that. The judge ruled that they will have to rehouse those people. They were entitled to their home. And my reading of that one yesterday was the fact that the local authority, it is their responsibility, I believe, to provide housing for those in need. And the situation in Innes was that those people were in a mobile home or caravan, whatever. Uh, mobile home, anyway, it would be. And that the council were evicting them off the county council property. And as the local authority, it was their responsibility to provide those people a home that is why that case was said that if you were a victim, you have housed them. Private property on your own private property would be a different rule, I understand. Do we, he then goes on to say, do we elect county councils to blackguard those people who try to house themselves rather than being on the housing list, which I believe is a very valid point that people will buy their own mobile home, go onto their own property and rig it up and at no cost to the county council but yet they're not allowed to do that in many cases. Christy? Well, I think I covered that. Like that when did you cover just, that? I mentioned it there. Like if, 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 why, why can't a person put a mobile home? A mobile home is a mobile home. It's not something that's permanent. <coughs> and if it's, why can't it be put on a person's property? Like you, and it you, could be permanent as well, of course. Okay, well, let's say it was, it was a common practice years ago when people were prepared to build their own homes and, and, and lived in mobile homes oh, for a long time and, and, and yeah. before they yeah. built houses. And, and I can't see why that shouldn't be continued. Liam, what's the story on that? Look, to be quite honest, but I'd, I'd hate to think that we're going back to what we did long ago in relation to mobile homes and, and, and putting people in, you know, living into mobile homes. There's no, sorry, sorry, Liam. Christie's after making the point that uh, long ago, as you referred to some years back, that people got a mobile home to put it in beside their parents' house or on the site they were going to build and in due course. And then when they were in a financial position, they built the house and disposed of the mobile home. I still don't believe that's the way to go. I still firmly believe. But it worked long ago. It worked years so ago. Give me a chance, Christy, please. There's, a, you know, there are there are a couple of reasons behind that. Number one, you know, the sewage, uh, you know, to dispose of the sewage from the mobile home. Is that going to be going into waterways? Is it going to be going into dikes, drains, streams? But sorry, 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 my apologies for interrupting you. Yeah. But, but sewage or out of one mobile home, I think, would be an awful lot less than the Tom Ryan situation. Well, or, or many other council properties, you're well, Tim Atlantin, well, you have other places from the county council system. Right. Flown. You ask me a question, you'll give me a chance. What's worse? If you want me to answer the question, I'll answer it. If you don't, I might as well go away. No, but it's important to clarify. If you're putting a family into mobile home, you need facilities to take the storage from that mobile home right no problem and i do think it could be something that could be explored a licensing system where a mobile home could be installed on site for maybe bring um, through a licensing method where you would leave a mobile home there for 12 months until such time as that family have built their home or whatever the case may be but i wouldn't certainly like to see 
you know, we're going back to the 80s and the 70s and the 80s where there were mobile homes obliterated throughout the countryside. I don't think that's the way to go. But yes, there could be a licensing system there for a temporary basis for a family to move into a mobile home, provided, provided that the septic tank that the, 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 the septic tank can cater for the sewerage from the family that's going in. We don't want to have a case like we're after spending 10 minutes here talking about Tom Ryan's case. We don't want more of those cases throughout the country. And let's be honest about it. I don't think that's the right way to go. But I don't think, Liam, in fairness, that you can compare uh, a mobile home sewerage compared to industrial there was a case. There was a case, Tom, behind in Flugan, it's not that long ago, where a family's septic tank leaked into a garden of an, of an adjoining neighbour. The family got seriously, seriously ill. As it turned out, the child in that house got very, very ill and had long-term effects after. Yeah. We don't want to go back to that. Let's be honest about it. But uh, I'm not a representative now, Leah Duggan, but uh, as we said, people were put in the mobile home because they were going building a house and I would assume then they would be putting in a septic tank as well because of the house and the septic tank would be taking the proceeds from the well, mobile it home. Be, it might be wrong to assume. It might be wrong to assume. That's the way it what, used to be doing that's anyway. That's the way it used that's to be saying, And that's not saying it was right either. What I'm saying is quite clear. I, I do think we could explore a licensing system where a short-term basis providing that the sewage from that mobile home is adequately stored, whether it's stored into the septic tank of the existing house that's there already. Um, you know, that could be explored. And yes, it could be explored. It might be a good idea, by the way. But I, I, I'd hate to go back to the idea of yeah. putting people into mobile homes again throughout and obliterate yeah. the, the countryside. Many people are of the opinion that they're over-licensed already and over-managed and over-regulated, you know. Tom? Well, well yesterday's case, Patty, was a Supreme Court case. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was Supreme yeah. Court. So it had, been, it had been fought all the way to the Supreme Court by Clare County Council. And uh, it, it, it specifically referred to mobile homes and with uh, and in connection with the, with the travelling population as well. And uh, now, my read of it is for a long time past that the actual, I mean, all our local, all our local, I mean, government bodies and councils and urban councils have fallen down badly in, in that area of providing accommodation, both for the travelling community and for the settled community totally and you know in particularly in Limerick we say like and Clare that have a have, and you can be sure that from what I can understand around the country they're not even spending the budgets that are, be, that, that are allotted to them from central funds for this area and we only look at, at some of the actual halting sites the word I can't actually you know I'm not an advocate at all the travelling community now I, I hear but I'm just talking facts like as the, the condition we see them and the, the disgraceful conditions that people live in there. There are also settled community in areas are living in quite the same conditions with the, with minimal backup and services from the, our councils and from our council officials. The most of them don't even go to these sites. They have them, they have them contracted out like and you know or a site out of mind. They're not capable of looking after them and Claire and Limerick. I mean, they have to look disgraced. It reminds you of the time Mighty Noonan took that Bridget McCall to the, to the High Court, you know, and a woman dying. Like, I mean, to have people taken, like, 
a body like Clare County Council or Limerick County Council, but in this instance Clare, taking that family up to the Supreme Court, like to get them out and then to be beaten there. You're talking about taking my case to the court, like you, you see, they actually they I mean what didn't it cost like to do this? To be told by a judge, a high court a Supreme Court judge, you're wrong. And this family have to be housed, which is which is like you can well understand. But they've been told that for years, like they didn't have to wait for a Supreme Court judge to look that. Now another message there in from Con Kremen and Con Con says clarification in communist EU and USA. One thousand new churches have been built in Russia since two thousand and in Russia. In 2004, God was taken out of the EU constitution plus the anti-Christian Biden USA. So says that's Khan's opinion. And he says Putin goes to the Orthodox Mass on a weekly basis. Let me finish, Rion, please. I thought you were finished, Tom. I'm not finished. You didn't let me finish because I can't cream him in there. It's important that Khan is represented now. I know he was a Trump man, but I didn't think he was a Putin man as well. But at the same time, Pat, if you look at the experience of the of the councils in the way that they have neglected I mean, estates, housing estates, halting sites. Now, we have a department of housing, <coughs> uh, like, they're, they're in every open. And what are they doing? They're not capable of running these. We had the finest estate ever built in this country. We had them in both north and south side, side of Limerick, and they were left far apart. Eventually, we knocked them. Houses that were on the Utah and the Garda barracks in, uh, here, like, they were built here in some years ago in Newcastle West where these houses were newly built all, all demolished and knocked like, and, but the same council plus their councillors that are sitting with them every, every month could farm companies to build um, all these I mean the 2030 unit the 2030 outfit cost borrowing millions hundreds of millions for to go in projects in the big city. Why didn't they build why didn't they farm a company for to build housing? And furthermore, like I understand now that they'll have to farm a company for to for to run the the golf tournament. What's it called again? The Ryder Cup right. in nineteen in nineteen twenty seven. Now we'll hold you there. Hold you there. Pat, I just want to say something briefly yeah. on that. I want to take issue with what has been said there in relation to the council and housing estates. The majority of housing estates in this in inside Limerick, the people respect their homes and respect the housing estates. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of community councils, tidy town committees, estate management teams set up to look after their estates. Unfortunately, there are a minority group of people out there that don't seem to care about their house, the surroundings, the estate, the furniture, or nothing. And whatever local authority you'll have cannot cater for that. Like, it is unfair to turn around to say that a local authority will give out a house in the condition that Tom is talking about. That does not happen. The houses are given out in quite a good fashion, but unfortunately you have groups of people out there and families out there, the minority of them, that doesn't seem to care, and they will wreck and destroy, not alone their own houses, but they will wreck and destroy and the estates. And action has been taken by the council in that situation. This is the problem, Pat. The, the action is, you're very limited with what you can do. These people, it's virtually impossible to put these people out. I know what I would like to do with those people. 
those people shouldn't be, in my opinion, the people that won't respect public property, in this case houses that's provided by the state, those people that don't look after their so houses. Break down the system, so well, I put this much no control. It's like the person, it's like the person that'll buy their own home. They look after their house and they'll and and they'll treat it with respect. But when when they when, when the minority I'm talking about here of yeah. people that don't, there are some houses that I've gone into in recent times that have been given out to to. Right, families that have been we destroyed. We had a message in there from Tom James hey, Holmes in the Tay. Pat, can you ask the panel, do the civil servants have too much power? And we have only two minutes left. They seem to have all the power, I think. They're running the show. That's the way it seems to be. Tom? We've said nearly we've covered, Pat, and we've said this, like a new civil servants, that they have, the amount of power they have, the amount of money they've been paid, and to see, to see the top men in health over in Dubai at the moment on 300,000 a year with the minister and with him, I mean, to be tolerated in no place. And no uh, country, uh, no democracy uh, will be tolerated. Uh, and, and, and on the other hand, we see the reports coming out of Kerry just last week. And the other person in health, he's on over 400,000. And uh, you see that there's a, he's getting a pension yeah. of 50,000 being paid yeah. into him every every year as well. And he has two company cars costing 60,000. He's on close to 600,000 a year. Had to disagree, Pat, with what they've said there. I think, I think mm. uh, you know, some of these people are, are, are certainly highly overpaid. I think, you know... How is it the political parties can't do something about it? Because... They're elected to do it. My understanding of this, Pat, is if you want these top officials, these educated officials that have all the, 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 the knowledge and the experience coming yeah. with them, that... Unless you give them the big when salaries, was, and the big Liam, it's like it's like the bankers that are getting yeah. these big salaries. Unless Liam, you pay these guys, name When you were very young, they used to say one time that if you ele- if you elect if, if you give them peanuts, you'll get monkeys. So that yes. was the crowd and the doll they were on about. These people are paid top money, and any of those departments don't seem to be r- r- run well, in a manner. Look, I think it's wrong to say. Manner. I think it's wrong to tarnish them with all the one with, with all the one brush. But I do believe that. There are officials out there that mm. are highly overpaid that are not doing their job. And I think they when should... See, when you see people having to live on, on, on 200 euros a week and, 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 and these are on 5,000 a week. The person, Christy, you were talking about there hasn't, hasn't, hasn't the headaches and hasn't... Well, there's pensioners there and they're, 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 they're on the end of the headline with everything else I don't think the fellows you're talking about in the big money have any headaches. Folks, we thank you. Time is up once again. Another Wednesday night gone. And my thanks to Christy Kelly, Councillor Liam Galvin, and Tom Ryan, and of course our good friend and man that keeps us to show on the road here, Jason Smith. We thank him also. And of course, not forgetting you, the wonderful listeners, and especially the ones who go to the effort of texting in or calling in. We very much appreciate it. And don't forget when you see sellers of the different shops all over the place here, we're selling those 50 50 tickets and winning these days of between five and six hundred. And it is thanks to you that keeps this community radio station going. It's um, not easy, and we said during the course of the program tonight, it's all quite expensive, and uh, now there's price of everything has gone sky high. So, in the meantime, folks, take care and don't go too close to anybody. That COVID business is still flying around. Thank you very much. Thank you. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Westlandwick 102 FM on the 2nd of February 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Christy Kelly and Councillor Liam Galvin. Join Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion... 
County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.